Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hi, my love. Welcome back to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. It is a new year, which means fresh guest episodes for you guys. I am so excited for today's episode because we are diving into all things human design with co-founders of Day Luna and authors of the book, Your Human Design, Shana and Dana. In this episode, Shayna and Dana give us a brief yet comprehensive rundown of what human design is, how to discover your own, and some practical ways to apply it to your life. We got into the characteristics of the five energy types of human design, and we even got into my own personal human design chart and profile, which was honestly so fun. Beyond that, we spoke a little bit about hustle culture and their new book, Your Human Design, which is now available as of today, which is so exciting. If you want to connect with Shayna and Dana, definitely head to the show notes. I have linked their website, Instagram, and their new book. But for now, I'm going to stop chit-chatting and let you dive right into today's juicy human design episode with Shayna and Dana of Day Luna. Ladies, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. I would love if you could give us a little rundown of who you both are and, and what you do and tell us a little bit about Day Luna. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited. My name is Dana and this is Shayna here and we are business partners. We are the co-creators of Day Luna and we are human design specialists. So our business Day Luna is completely geared around this amazing life-changing science of human design, um, which is the science of differentiation. It's really kind of like the new astrology that is showing us what our uniqueness is, how our unique energy is designed to operate, what alignment and authenticity looks like for us as individuals and how we can really go about unfolding that path. Love that. I've had one other episode on human design. And when I found out I was a projector, it was like mind-blowing, mind-blowing, but it's been a, it's been a long time since we've talked about human design on this podcast. And so I'm super excited to have you both on for many reasons, but just to give new listeners, a little rundown. I would love to do a mini deep dive is there, if there is such a thing on human design and just kind of chat about, I know you gave a brief description of it, but what human design is kind of how to discover what your human design is. And also maybe some ways that you can apply it. To your yeah. Life. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say that I love that all three of us here are projectors. We always feel oh, like both it, too? we are both projectors as well. And that. we call it a projector party because it makes our hearts sing to just be in a conversation with people who get it right. Who are on that same frequency. So, um, I love it so much. And yeah, for anyone who's listening, if you want to 
pause this and pull up your chart. I really encourage you to do so so that you know which energy type you are as we run through the, the five different types. So you can um, generate your chart for free online. There's lots of places you can do that. You can go to our website if you want, daylunalife.com. And when you enter in your birthday, make sure you have your specific time information. It's best if you can locate it from your um, birth certificate or call the hospital you were born and get it from their records. Because if you have your time even slightly off, it could be um, really, it could change a lot in your chart and it might not resonate at first. So we definitely encourage that you get your chart and then you'll pull up this body graph that has these centers and numbers and lines. And it can seem really confusing. Like I have no idea what any of this means and that's okay. What we want you to look at are the written categories in the side. You'll see your name. And then under that you'll see type and you'll be one of the five types, which are manifester generator, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. So these five types are kind of like the broadest category in human design. They really tell you about how your aura is designed to operate. So how your energetic body exchanges information with the world around you. And every single human is one of these five types. And then beyond that, your human design gets extremely specific. It tells you what centers, what energy centers you're taking in and you're empathetic in which places you're really designed to lead. It tells you about your energetic gifts and qualities and your life purpose and your diet and your environment that you're designed to be in. So it gets extremely detailed and specific in really telling you, this is how you are designed as a unique being. And no two human beings are the same. Everyone has a unique design. But when we're looking at these five types, kind of like the broadest category here, um, this can seem at first like it's such a broad category, like how could it possibly be that meaningful? But genuinely, if you only ever learn one thing about human design, we would love it for it to be your type because it can transform your life to just understand this is how my energy operates. This is how I can really apply and uh, apply the strategy so that my energy is operating correctly. So with these five types, um, first we have manifestors and manifestors are more rare. They are less than 10% of the population and manifestors have a very powerful aura. When they walk into a room, people feel them. Their aura is designed to be impactful. So little things they say and do have a great effect and are designed to initiate other people into change. They are really designed to be the fire starters, the catalysts of change in this world. And because their aura is so powerful, but also kind of has like a closed quality to it, people can't really read them. So they can feel this person is really powerful. They initiate change in the lives of others, but they can't quite get a read on what they're going to do next or what they're going to create next. So it's important for manifestors to apply their strategy, which is called informing. And this is opening up your voice and letting people in on what's going inside that on inside that closed aura. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm wanting to create or do next. This is the change I'm wanting to bring into the world next. And the more manifestors um, inform, it actually creates more understanding and acceptance and people really allow manifestors to be the independent, bold fire starters that they're here to be when they are informing. So then we move on to generators, which is a more common energy type. And generators are about 37% of the population. And for generators, they have this open, enveloping aura that feels so delicious to be around. Generators feel warm, they feel cozy, they feel nurturing, and they feel super capable. Generators are what we call energy beings. So they kind of carry this life force energy, and they're really here to do what they love with that energy. They are here to utilize their, their sacred energy 
energy, building things, creating things that they really love. Now, how do they find what they love? This is where their strategy comes in. Um, responding, letting their bodies response to things indicate this is something that I want to use my sacred energy building or creating. And when a generator is doing work that they don't love, their powerful source of energy can really dwindle and they can start to feel burnt out when they're really designed to be energized and doing what they love and generating more energy in that process. Um, and then manifesting generators are kind of like a hybrid of the first two types that we've talked about. In the end, they are a generator, but they have this kind of manifesting quality where they are also fire starters and trailblazers, and they're here to do things differently. And they have this powerful energy source where they're here to really do what they love. Um, for a manifesting generator, these are people who have lots of different interests and they're talented in a lot of different ways. And so oftentimes manifesting generators have two careers or three careers or tons of hobbies. They really are kind of like that um, jack of all trades sort of energy, whereas generators tend to be a bit more singular in their focus. When they find something that they love and their body is lit up by it, generators really want to master that thing and see it through to completion. Whereas manifesting generators much prefer to jump bounce around from thing to thing. And it's really important for them to have variety, but their strategy in the end manifesting generators is still to respond, to use their body's responses to the things around them to really indicate what they're wanting to build and work on. Then we get to projectors, which is what all three of us here are. And projectors are one of the more rare of the five types, less than 20% of the population. And projectors have this aura that is focused and penetrating. So our energy as projectors goes into the other to see deeply into the other. So because we have this aura that works in this way, we really are here to be guides. We're here to see people and see them in a way that other people can't. And we also can see into systems systems, into businesses. And we have this ability to guide things, to make things more efficient, more authentic. And so as a projector, you have this amazing ability to guide and this aura that helps you do that, but you do not create a consistent amount of energy to do things, to work on things, to start things the way the other types have that we talked about. Projectors are really only designed to work about two to four hours a day of output. And the rest of their time, they're really designed to be doing things that are fascinating and resting and, you know, um, kind of honing their skills and their insight and their wisdom, but not necessarily expending energy, building things, doing things the way the other type can. Um, so as a projector, you're so gifted at seeing other people and giving amazing advice. However, in order for that advice to be received, it has to be invited. It has to be welcomed. It has to be wanted. So the strategy for projectors is, is waiting for the invitation before you insert yourself in other people's lives, before you give that advice, making sure people recognize you and your wisdom and are wanting that from you. And then the very last type reflectors are only 1% of the population. So these are like our human design unicorns and reflectors have a very special energy where they are completely empathetic. They are taking in the energy of the world around them like a sponge and reflecting or temporarily becoming the energy that they've picked up from the world around them. So reflectors have this aura that's like sampling and, and taking things in and becoming temporarily. And they have this sacred purpose of being um, discerners. We're here to look at our reflectors and see how are we doing? You know, is the world authentic and healthy or not? And we can look at that in our reflections, in our reflectors. And reflectors, for them to really kind of come into their own 
empowerment instead of just a reflection of the world around them, their strategy is to attune to the moon cycles, to wait an entire moon cycle before making a big decision so that they can sample through and cycle through all the different things they'll feel and become in that month and actually find the clarity within. So we could talk about the five types literally forever and Shane and I probably will, but that was the best uh, attempt I could I do. I love at a mini, that. Mini no, that was dive. so <laughs> great. And I feel like a Oftentimes this subject can be overwhelming because there is so much to it, right? I mean, when you get your blueprint, you're like, oh my gosh, what is all this textbook on myself? But that was such a great brief description. And, and if we have time, we can dive back into it too. But I will say, you know, having this awareness around your energy and how you best work, at least for myself personally, when I discovered that I was a projector and learned all these things, even about so many things were so on point for me as far as like the energy expenditure, like, yeah, after four hours, I am tapped out. However, I will continue to force myself to output, but it's never really good quality work. And it was something that I completely battled with my whole life. And when I heard you're a projector and this is how you best work, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. I'm like, well, yeah. Okay, great. Now do I hit the mark every time? No, I still sometimes will like push through and, and, you know, go against what really innately feels best for me. Like we all do in certain Mm -hmm. scenarios, but having that knowledge made me feel less guilty, you know, for working the way that I work and knowing that I work best that way. And that's why I love this science really. It's like learning and gaining clarity around how you best work too. The other thing with being a projector, it's like the way that I work, I've never pitched myself to a brand ever. I've been a full-time content creator for six years and people always would hear that and think that that's really insane. They're like, you've never sought out work. And I'm like, no, they just, it just kind of comes to me. And then learning that that's literally the best way for projectors to write, wait for the invitation is wait for people to reach out and see how you work. And I thought, gosh, that makes so much sense. And there were so many things that were too on point for me to not believe in it, you know, because I feel like there's always these new modalities and things. If you're like, oh, what's this now? And all this is woo woo. But I'm like, guys, this is real. Mm-hmm. This is so real. When you learn how you best work, you can capitalize on your gifts and like live your best life. I know that sounds silly, but it's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing about human design is that it's an experiment, right? right. The question of like, is this real or is this true? It's actually not that, um, helpful. The better question is like, is this helpful? Is this impacting my life? Is this meaningful? Mm -hmm. Um, and the benefit of human design that it's just like across the board, regardless of your type is really being able to release judgment and comparison because we don't realize how much we are trying to be like other people, whether that is you know, trying to work how other people do or be consistent in the way that other people are or show up in a way that other people do. And when you have this languaging that tells you everything that you felt on like even a subconscious level and a language that tells you, oh, this is why you felt that. And this is what's uh, consistent for you and what's supportive for you. And this is why it's supportive for this other person to do it this way and not for you to do it that way. It allows you to just release that judgment of like either guiltiness of how you've been wanting to do it and judging yourself for doing Mm -hmm. it that way, or just kind of setting down that pressure of, 
of trying to hold yourself to somebody else's standards of what works for them and trying to kind of force yourself into that, that outfit, if you will. Totally. Um, and yeah, same for me. I mean, realizing that I was only designed to work two to four hours a day. My first reaction to that was like, okay, but how, and yeah. everyone else hears that who's not a projector and they're like, must be nice. And it's totally. like, as a projector, it's like, uh, that's everything I've ever wanted. But like the world isn't meant like built for that. How the fuck do I do that? Like, totally. how is yeah. that even possible? And it, or I'm not supposed to, to the, a normal work. I would, sorry to cut you off, but I would no. always battle with myself, especially since learning this information where I was like, but a normal work day is eight hours. And it's like, now I'm at this point and I want to get into like hustle culture and all that stuff with you mm. guys in a minute. But it was like, that's not a normal work day. All first of all. And if you really look at people that are working eight hour shifts, like half the time, they're probably not ex like doing completely focused work. So that's just, that's not real, but yeah. also it's not right for everyone. You know, yeah, I would argue it's not right for most people because I agree. It's like, it's just so, like, what kind of life is that? And yeah. also, I'm really passionate about hustle culture because my background is I was working as director of operations for like 10 different companies and I was running shit. I was getting shit done. I really identified as the person that could do it all and that mm -hmm. would show up early, stay late, really cared. I would put out every fire and I prided myself on that because I was receiving recognition for that. And as a projector, recognition is like our gold. It feels so good. Yeah, it feels totally. like, oh my gosh, I'm making a difference. I'm, I'm insightful. I'm guiding, I'm helping all these things. It feels so good, but it's then having human design helped me realize like, oh, I'm actually not that hustle grind down deep down. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm so tired. I feel like something's missing. I'm doing my best. And at this end of the day, if I picture myself doing this the rest of my life, like that's not my life. And having this languaging to kind of say like, you're meant for two to four hours. It's like, wow, I really just liked the recognition I was receiving versus the actual work I was doing. Mm -hmm. And with this like shift, I mean, with projectors, we talk so much about work and career because we're not really modeled what work and career looks like to work two to four hours a day. And it's all about fascination for projectors. If you are fascinated in what you are creating or guiding or working on, you could talk about it all night long. You could stay up late into the night working on your website. You can work more than most people. Mm -hmm. And it's really all about having the understanding. Is this something that is draining me and feels like work feels like hard output? great. Let me limit that to two to four hours. Is this something that's fascinating that I'm researching, learning, studying, uh, teaching, or just even a part of your, your business or work that doesn't feel like work. It feels fascinating. That's like, take it and run with it. The, and, and the more that you focus on that stuff, the more you increase your magnetism as a projector to attract more things that allow you to use more of those gifts. So with human design, regardless of your type, it's all about increasing your magnetism. And for each of the different types, there's a different way to do it for projectors. It's really getting clear on your fascination, whatever you focus on, you create magnetism around. And that's because your aura is focused and penetrating. So if your focus is all over the place, or it's on the things you don't like, 
you're creating magnetism around that. It's not that those things aren't real. It's just knowing like, mm -hmm. okay, my greatest asset is my focus. Let me give it to the things that I want more of. And that's why asking that question of like, what's fascinating really helps you for generators and manifesting generators. It's all about listening to your body and not your mind to increase your magnetism. Your body as a man, gen or generator is always trying to guide you to be in the right place at the right time. So the way that you do that in your work life and with this like hustle culture topic is really looking at, you know, this email in front of me, does my body feel like it has energy to pour into it? Or do I feel like I'm like drudging through the mud, like dragging myself into answering this email, um, this tab on my computer, do I have like that energy to just jump in and do it? Or am I dragging through the mud? And if I am, can I get up and like go in my kitchen or go outside or go talk to a coworker, move my body and feel, do I have energy to be here in this space working on this thing? Or do I feel that kind of dragging through the mud kind of energy and move your body around until you get that like green light. And that's letting your body lead you versus your mind with all the to-do lists and all the things that you should do and all the comparisons and judgments that it might have. Um, the more that you can just tune into this present moment, what's actually in front of you, what your body is telling you, the more you're increasing your magnetism and for manifestors, increasing your magnetism is all about using your voice and manifestors do not want to inform. And we have a special place in our heart for manifestors because they're the only one whose strategy does not um, come naturally. And that's because manifestors signature theme is peace. Like they want to be left alone. They want to be doing their own thing. They want to chill. And it can feel like, why do I need to tell you what to do, what I'm doing or what I'm thinking? Like it has nothing to do with you. And that's decreasing your magnetism. So the more you can say like, I don't like this. I don't even, I don't feel like talking about it. I don't feel like informing. I haven't figured this out yet. So I, I don't want to share it. That's informing. So the more that you can just open your mouth, tell the universe what you want, what you're feeling, what you want more of or less of the more your voice as a manifester is stirring up energy around you to help support you and attract the things that are going to help that thing be resolved or be created out into the world. So manifestors don't have consistent energy. So they are designed to be helped by the other types. And the only way that can happen is if people aren't trying to guess or label what it is that you're thinking or doing and instead are let into your world. And then it's, you're not even asking for help. They just naturally, naturally are attracting things that help you. That might look like them being like, oh my gosh, I ran into this person and they're a copywriter and it's perfect. Exactly what you need. Um, so just kind of knowing you increase your magnetism by using your voice. And then for reflectors, the way that you increase your magnetism is all about asking yourself, who am I today? Like, and letting yourself be a new person each day, letting yourself mm -hmm. empty out at the end of the day. And also asking, do I feel healthy in this environment around this person in this project and sharing that guidance? So reflectors can work in any situation. They can be, you know, working in management where they're checking in with all the different, you know, departments and sensing like if things are off or if they're flowing or things are healthy, they can be working as like a spiritual guide where they sit across from someone and they're gauging like what's in alignment, what's not. They can be owning their own business. It's just all about sensing or working a nine to five. It's all about sensing what is, does this environment, these people, this project feel healthy in my body or does it feel unhealthy or toxic? And can I share my insight here or not? And if not, let's empty out each and every day, really be intentional about that. And 
start calling in some, a space where you can share that insight, share that wisdom and be that chameleon in a place that feels healthy to do so. So I know that was like a ton of information all over the place, but it's human design is just so helpful. And when you hear about it, it's like, why haven't I heard about this before? Like, yeah. why has nobody told me since I was born? Like, this is what the world is. Uh, this is how your energy is designed to be in the world. And it's just so helpful. So obviously we're super passionate about it. Yeah. I love that. I I'm wondering, you know, for someone listening that is learning about their human design and they're realizing that they might not be engaging with life in a way that is aligned with their energy or, or how they could best be showing up, but they feel stuck. Well, what advice would you give them? You know, like, let's say a projector is listening and they're like, I ha- I have to work this eight or nine hour shift, or I have to work these two jobs. I can't sh- shift my way out of it right now. You know, w- what advice would you give them? Is there, I'm sure we could come up with some ways that we can, you know, incorporate some small micro shifts mm-hmm. and stuff to help you start to feel better. But I know we don't all have the luxury. There was a time in my life when I worked two full-time jobs, you yeah, know, yeah. until like the last six years that I really gained uh, freedom around my time. But that would have been really hard for me in my early twenties to work in a different way. Yeah. So we're really passionate about this topic, um, because we're projectors and because we've been on that journey of, um, working a job that you hate and that, that oh, you need there's to pay nothing the bills. worse there's nothing <laughs> worse oh there's crying nothing worse. every night on the way to work I'm like I don't want to go it's terrible yes. yeah yeah oh my gosh yes um past life <laughs> feels like now at this point <laughs> yeah but the first place to start if you are in this place is to start really asking yourself what do I see in a way that other people around me don't like what insight do I have Um, also starting to ask what fascinates me like genuinely in the work that I'm doing, is there anything that's fascinating? If not, that's okay. But starting to get curious, like watch documentaries, start reading books. And within the things that you notice, like I'm fascinated in how, um, you know, in HR, for example, and in how, employee dynamics are and how we connect as coworkers in a healthy way. Um, I'm, I really see when somebody's happy in their job and when they're not, or when their skills are being used and when they're not like starting to kind of notice that and then ask why, like, why am I fascinated in that? Is it because I like helping people to work in a job that they thrive in? Is it because I like making the efficiency gains for the company? Is it because I like just being able to sit across from someone and provide insight, like asking the why in your fascinations will kind of lead you down. Uh, I like to call it, uh, like fascination path or, or sphere, because you get really clear on like, I am fascinated in, you know, using spiritual practices to help people start their business and work with a team that helps them create their vision, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, it becomes so clear that then you're just talking about that with friends and family, like even without starting that business or looking for a job that allows you to do that. Um, you just start talking about what you're passionate in. And when projectors hear that they have to wait for the invitation, they can feel like, do I have to wait to talk? And do I have to wait to share myself? And absolutely not. You must be seen for Mm -hmm. people to invite you. So talking about what you love, 
what you're passionate about, what you're fascinated in. You could talk about that all day long. It's just not saying you should book me or you should hire me or you should apply what I'm learning to your life. Um, it's so important to talk about yourself just because you love it. And for instance, like you were sharing with not putting yourself or reaching out to people, but allowing people to come to you. It's so important that you have a website and that you have a place totally. for people to see yeah. you and recognize you. And, and then I they still had to show you. up and share what I do and share what I love. And like, that was the, that was the, um, hi, I'm here, you know, without exactly. being like, hi, I'm here. And I love the tip for, well, maybe we'll go through each type, but yeah. so in this instance for projectors, like, yeah, if you're not fascinated by anything in your job, maybe even too, you can tell me if you agree or not, but maybe during the downtime that you do have, even if it's a small amount, you start to get curious about things that you might be interested in. And maybe finding fascination in that will allow you to start to kind of hone your magnetism, which will start to give you new ideas and help you find a new path, right? Like even if you are in a situation that you're not super happy with in your job or whatever it might be, finding ways to tap into your human design in other ways are, is going to help you to become more magnetic and align mm -hmm. with what you really desire. Right. So what about for reflectors? What was one thing that you said that reflectors, um, are not meant for? I, I yeah. Lost, so ref lost the plot. No reflectors are the ones that are super, super empathetic. So they take in everyone else's energy. So like in a work situation, it's so important. Do I feel healthy? Do I feel authentic? Do I feel alive when I'm in this work setting? And that's going to really depend on the, the collective social dynamic, because that is going to dictate if that space is right for you. If this is a place where you are really meant to be or not. So yeah. for reflectors starting to really tune into what are the things around me that I feel like are not authentic? Like reflectors have this, um, reflectors and projectors have this kind of like inner radar. When you sense inauthenticity, it's like, boop, like a little radar yeah. goes off in your body. And so starting to kind of be aware of that and then ask yourself why and observe it and start to see your own wisdom. And I was going to say kind of for any of the types, no matter which type you are, if you're just going on the beginning of this journey, I think just starting to build the awareness of who am I, what am I good at? What do I love? How do I work? Like that question of who am I and exploring that and building that self-awareness is so important because when we find ourselves in these careers that are not aligned for us, where we don't feel like we get to be authentic, we're spending so much of our energy trying to do that and show up for that and be yeah. that, that we completely lose ourselves in that process. So returning your focus back to yourself. Like, what do I actually feel called to do from my soul? Who mm. am I really? And knowing your design is a crucial part of that. Like just starting to see yourself in this very clear, specific way. This is why what worked for my sister in high school never worked for me with the mm. same teacher. Like all the things in your life click together because yeah. now you have this like self-awareness. So um, you know, knowing your design is just so crucial, like for, for reflectors, knowing that you're that sensitive and that you are this 1% of humanity. It is a life changing moment when a reflector finds out that they're a reflector, like everything clicks, right? Reflectors are the most sensitive physically. They have the most sensitive digestion. And that's the thing about our energy is it is 
our personality, but it's also the energy that animates our physical body, our physical form. If you're having trouble sleeping, um, it might be connected to the fact that you are out of alignment, that you are not being authentic. And it's amazing to see when you start to make those shifts into who you really are and living your life that way and saying no to the things that are not you, everything else kind of has this, um, ease about it. Even Mm -hmm. your physical body, even your, your sleep, even your relationships, more abundance comes to you when you are on that aligned track. So those, you know, I feel like the word alignment and the word authenticity are huge right now. We're hearing those words more and more in so many spaces in the wellness space and the spirituality space, but it's like, what does alignment mean for me? Because everyone's yeah. alignment Individually. is different. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I too want to piggyback on that and say, like, just hearing you speak on that makes me think that it's so important to reaffirm to ourselves that we can embrace and own who we are as Mm. individuals. Like the way I work doesn't have to be the way the guy on wall street works. It shouldn't be like, it's, you know, stop comparing and stop trying Mm -hmm. to um, be like everybody else. You know, Shana had mentioned about how we can get caught in this, like trying to be like everyone else. Yeah. I can remember as early as like elementary school and being like, Mm -hmm mom, I need to get this backpack and this, like everybody else. And I think it's really deeply ingrained in us as a society to emulate each other and be like each other, but it's like, it doesn't work. And I think we know deep down when we're like grinding our gears, Mm -hmm. when you're not in alignment, right. You're not honoring who you are. It doesn't freaking feel good. Yeah, it's so true. And we call that phenomena of wanting to conform and wanting to be like other people. We call that homogenization Mm. and it's such a, it's just happens. It's part of our programming that we don't realize we even have, you know, for example, our parents who love us and want to support us when we're kids, they're like, well, you know, I think you should sleep on this. It's a big decision. That's what I do. That's what works for me. So I'm going to teach my child who I love and who I want to be successful to also sleep on it. But maybe you have a child who's designed to make make decisions spontaneously and you telling them to sleep on it is actually causing self-doubt and a lack of self-trust. And you don't know that as a parent, you have no awareness. You love your child and you're just doing your best. But you know, this homogenization of really thinking that we have to do things the same way as other people, it is so deeply ingrained in our subconscious for all of us. And it can be, you know, we call the process of kind of coming out of that and giving yourself permission to do it your way we call that process deconditioning. And it is such a process. Like we have found so many times, even though we've been in our human design experiment for so long now, we still have moments where we get, you know, on our social media and we see someone else and they're working really hard in a project and I'm taking a nap. And all of a sudden I feel ridden with guilt. And I'm like, I have to be working the way that this person's working. And then I catch myself like, what are you doing? Like allow Mm -hmm. yourself to be ride your own wave, be in your own timing. That's how we're really designed to be. And, you know, us as humans, we've become so disconnected from our true nature and from understanding the fact that we are a part of nature. And if you look at a healthy ecosystem, there is tons of diversity. There has to be for that to be a thriving ecosystem. If every single crop was the same, then all of this stuff happens. There's like disease and every, the soil is unhealthy and it completely crumbles and falls apart. So true. I don't know why I've never thought of that. That is so true. And we're the same, right? If all of us are trying to do the same job in the same way on the same thing, answering the same problems or solving the the same same way, like 
Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so unhealthy. We are designed for diversity and that is the healthiest, most harmonious thing. And we have a fear, like if everyone's different and everyone's doing different things on different times in different places, isn't that going to create chaos? That's our fear as a society because of the way we're programmed, but actually there is this intelligent design where when we all allow ourselves to be our unique self, there's this perfect harmony. The same thing you see in nature, this plant that's doing something completely different than this plant is supporting one another. This animal that can only exist with this um, thing that is completely different. They don't seem like they go together, but they need each other. Each are a puzzle piece, creating a whole puzzle. Human beings are like that. We are a part of nature. Of course we are. So giving yourself permission on like a awareness level is one thing. And then actually following through with that in the day-to-day grind in those moments where you talk to a parent and they say like, wait, what are you doing in your business? And why are you doing it that way? And haven't you hired any expert help to tell you what to do? And that's a huge theme is knowing like you're the expert of your own life. You Mm -hmm. are the authority of your life and only you can be that because you are the only person who can feel what your authentic frequency is. And the world needs that to have that health and harmony. Yeah. Yeah. This, my mind's like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But you know, I think it can be really hard though for people for various reasons, but mostly because we are encouraged inadvertently to disconnect from ourselves Mm -hmm. and to not listen to our bodies and not to feel our feelings and to not do what feels good, but we should do what is right. Quote unquote, you know, or what everybody else is doing. And it's, it can, that, that can be a big challenge in itself to learn to tune in to what feels good to you and trust yourself and go against the grain, so to speak, even, even if nobody else is doing it, but, but but to do that because it feels right for you. Huh? Yeah. And there's, you know, with this conditioning and, and going through that, you know, for so long without having an awareness of how you are different, there's like this disassociation that happens totally where the, it becomes like, you know, all the messaging saying, be who you are, be yourself. It's like, well, who the F am I? Totally. People are like, but who am I? I literally, yeah. It's like, okay, great. I want to be myself, but like, I don't know what that is. Who is she? And so then you go searching for yourself and other things. Like, am I like this person? Am I like this job? Am I like, you know, this, whatever archetype. And is there a spiritual teacher that can tell me who I am giving your authority away, letting your doctor tell you who you are or your boss or your coworkers or your parents. Um, and even it doesn't matter how, how well their intentions are, um, and that it's coming from love. It's really like no one outside of you can tell you who you are. And the cool thing with human design is like human design gives languaging to tell you here's who you are and here's your life purpose and here are your gifts, but it's up to you to hear that and feel it and decide for yourself. Does this resonate? Is this helpful? Is this, does this feel more like me? And the crazy part of it is that throughout just hearing this information, it like resonates in your body as this feeling of, oh my gosh, that's everything I've ever felt and never knew I could accept that or say that, or even have the languaging to know what it was that I was feeling. And it's like this deep body, like liberation almost. And then once you have that understanding, you're able to then offer that acceptance and non-judgment to other people. And that's the coolest part. I think that's like the second part of 
this journey is you learn about yourself and how you're different and how you're unique. And then you're able to say, oh, and this is how you're different and why this works for you and why that doesn't. And you release that judgment and comparison to say like, this is what works for me. So this is what you should do too. Instead, you're saying, this is what works for me and here's what works for you. Like, let's be different. And that's great. And there's so much, so many issues within our relationships that come up just from saying like, oh my gosh, my best friend, you know, and her partner, their relationship is like this. And ours should be like that too, because that's a healthy relationship. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Mm. Or saying I do it this way. So should you there's just so much judgment and comparison and having this like very objective languaging and information for understanding ourselves. It just takes all of that pressure off. It takes all of that judgment off and it's incredible. It's literally life-changing. Um, so it's, there's two kind of main things in human design. One is your type and strategy and understanding how you navigate the world and interact with other people. And that's what we've been talking about so far. And the second main part is how you as an individual make decisions. And Dana touched on this a little bit before, but this is, you know, a big part of human design in that Um, human design really teaches that your mind is here to observe. It's here to process and analyze and teach and inspire, create, but it's not here to make your decisions for you, your big life decisions. Your body is actually tapped into a higher knowing and the energetics all around you. And a certain place in your body is always consistent towards communicating to you what is right for you. Um, with those big decisions. So this is where a lot of people talk about, you know, listening to your intuition, listening to your gut, listening to your instincts. Um, and for some people that's absolutely right. Um, they have consistent instincts and, or intuition, and they're designed to listen to that first thing, or they have a gut instinct and they're designed to listen to their gut. Other people, about half of the population is designed to give themselves time to come to an emotionally neutral place and then really feel in their body. Does this, do I feel happy with this decision? Not does, is it right? Or should I do this? Or will it make me more money? But does this make me happy? And then there's some people like me who I don't have a gut instinct. I never have every time everyone has told me my whole life, like trust your gut. And I've always thought to myself, like, what does that mean? Like, I genuinely have no idea what that means. And then I learned my human design. I was like, that's why I don't have a gut, um, (laughs) with that. But for me, it's all about talking it out and I have to talk and hear what, what makes sense, what's on my path. And if I'm just mulling something over in my head, it's like mumbo jumbo. But if I speak out loud and hear myself talk, it becomes like a linear understanding of what is on my path or not. And then there's other people who um, are meant to really use their environment and go to different environments. And it kind of sorts through like clarity by being around all these different places, what feels right. So it's really complex and it's amazing. There's eight different authorities, but just having that understanding and not saying, you know, to your partner, or your child, like give yourself time or trust your gut. That could be something that's really pulling them away from their truth. And for you, that's spot on. Um, but having that awareness of the difference is so helpful. Yeah. I Crazy. love that. Speaking of like talking things out loud, my favorite thing is to literally use the voice notes app on my phone. <laughs> if I'm like, not sure about what to do. And I'll just 
chat away. And then I listen to myself back. I'll like be doing the dishes and I'm like, oh yeah, the answer has come to me. I know the answer. You're so right. I love that. I'm so curious. I want to look up your chart. I was going to ask you in the beginning and then we just got right in, but I love that you're projecting. What do you want to know? No. Oh, you already have it. Do you have your chart pulled up? I don't have my chart pulled up. No, but I, I I had it. I found out that I was a projector. Like I think a year ago. And I've done, a, I've, I've definitely like the small bit that I learned. I, I'm not like hardcore follower of it, but I definitely totally. took the information that I was able to retain at the time. And it's, it's been so helpful. The information that I have reminded myself of on a regular basis has been super, super helpful. Yeah. And honestly, we say this all the time too, like you don't need human design either, because if you are, um, listening to your body and tapped into what feels right for you. And even just getting one nugget of like, this is how your strategy works and like what works for your energy type, just listening to your body in that way. We've met so many people who we do a reading for and they're like, I've been doing all of this stuff already. Like I'm already have, you know, my own business and using all my gifts in this way, or I'm already working in a career where I'm able to really lean into my life purpose. Um, or I've, always made decisions that way. And it's really depends on your conditioning and it depends on your level of awareness of your body and your truth. So it's, it is an experiment in that it's like, everyone is so different that it's going to meet you at different parts of where you are in your path and your conditioning might've, you know, pulled you really far away from your truth, or it might've really supported you in your truth. And it's always going to be different because everyone is so different. Yeah. Some of it I was doing, but like a lot of it, I also wasn't doing, but I knew like deep Mm. down in my gut, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't exactly doing the thing, but I was like, yeah, I kind of knew that that's what was right for me, you know, interestingly enough. Yeah. And there's a part, um, basically half of your design in your chart. Like if you were looking at your chart, you'd see red and black within the body graph. This is getting a little bit more advanced, but basically I want to pull up my chart. Yeah. I mean, basically half of your gifts are conscious to you. Like you have awareness of them already. And the other half, the the gifts that are read in your chart are unconscious. So you feel them in your body and you are them, but you don't necessarily have that like crystal clear mental awareness of it. So a lot of these things, it's like, I feel it. I resonate to the core of my being, but I never quite gave myself permission or said this out loud, or even allowed myself to think it to myself, you know? So the unlocking that happens when you get to kind of see that full spectrum of who you are. And this is one thing that we love about human design is that it's so complex because human beings are so complex. We are each and every single one of us so multifaceted. And I always struggled with systems and modalities that I felt like boxed me in and like closed me down or I felt like I was being told what to do or who I am or something like that. And, um, human design is so expansive. Like it's just the energetics and then the way that you live it or interpret it will be unique for each person. Um, but that's one of the things that we love about it is that it's just so like complex and multifaceted as we all are as humans. Okay. I have my chart up. (laughs) 
I'm curious. That was so what- fast. I did it on your website, by the way, which was so oh, fast cool. and easy. And I, I love, love that you like literally give the chart, like, you know how some places are like, enter your email, we'll send, and then they send it and then they don't send it. They send a bunch yeah. of stuff. You can literally get it right away on the website. That's a yes. plug We're for not you in- guys. Thank We're you for not that. into that bullshit. <laughs> it's deeply it's appreciated. I'm amazing. like, now I probably will sign up for the newsletter See? because, because it- you didn't bug me about it. Exactly. <laughs> Waited for the invitation. It's not the projector <laughs> totally. way. Oh my God. Wait, you guys, I love that. That's hilarious. I yeah. love that. We use okay. human design in like every aspect. Every, of our I'm into lives. it. No wonder I'm vibing you girls so hard. <laughs> okay. Wait. So what were you just talking about? The colors? Yeah. So if you're yeah. looking, if you're looking at the channels and gates that are connecting the body graph, um, the black ones are conscious traits, the red ones are unconscious. If they're both like striped, then they're both conscious and unconscious. But if you're also looking at those columns on the side that have all the numbers, mm-hmm. all of the gates, so those numbers on the right hand side of the chart, those are all your conscious gifts. And then all of the numbers on the left hand side, your design side, those are your unconscious gifts. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I'm so curious. What does, can you see like what your profile is and your share my screen with you guys? Yeah. All right. Okay. Dana, I'm going to send you this. So you are a four, six. I love that uh, emotional projector. Love it. I am in my feels a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Dana's an emotional projector too. Are you? Oh my gosh. I love this. This is so cool. I am, but we love four sixes. So the yeah. four, the profile is like a whole nother layer of human design. So we're getting a little deeper here. Um, but definitely for anyone that was like listening, we would encourage you to first look at your type. If you only look at one thing, just do that. I promise you, it'll be so helpful. That's um, what I did like a year yeah. ago. And truly that was enough to keep me going. Totally. I, mean, I feel like I'm ready to dive in. So I yeah. love that tip. That's a it's great such tip. a, just like a catalyst, like an opening moment to kind of give you that l- first layer of permission, um, to do things kind of differently or to do things your way. But then the second thing that we would have you look at is your authority, um, that decision-making, which one of those eight do you have? And then the third thing perhaps we'd have you look at is your profile, which your profile is like your personality archetype and there's 12 different ones. And so each profile, like yours, Shayla is four, six. So each profile has two numbers on it. And that's because with our personality archetype, we have two sides of our personality, the conscious and the unconscious. And so, so many of us have this feeling of like, which one am I? Am I this person who's introverted or extroverted, for example? And it's like, oh, you're both. And um, here's how, and here's why, and here's how you lean into it. So uh, we love four sixes so much because in general, as an archetype, four sixes are such a humanitarian heart. They really genuinely care about other people and want other people to feel like they can be their most unique and authentic self. And the four side of you is designed to really connect in a deep way, like the intimate friend, the real shit, that authenticity. And you're not wanting to connect in a more superficial way, the way that other people might. It's so important for you to go deep. And so as a four, you know, your greatest marketing tool, let's say, for example, is just being who you are and letting people really see you and bringing this energy of like, it's just me and you, you're safe here and we're friends and I got your back. Even if you've never met this person before, if you can kind of translate that feeling, that's going to be the most aligned and authentic way for you to connect. And it's interesting actually, because Shane and I have a four in our profiles as well. And this is called the opportunist because when you are really connected with people, like 
like they really see you and love you and know you, then uh, that's so many opportunities come from that close connection. And it's funny because when it comes to like networking, traditional networking, I always hated it. And I've been told so many times that I had to, and I just had to get over it and had to do it anyways. And it always just felt so wrong. And part of it is like being a projector, like not wanting to like push yourself on other people when they're not interested. It feels horrible for both parties. The other (laughs) part is the the other part is being a four is like, I'm designed to just connect with the people that I vibe with that want to go there with me. And the more that I just hold that space for myself, um, that's where opportunities come to me. That's how that recognition comes. And this needing to be super professional, needing to dress in a certain way, needing to use a certain vocabulary. So people take you seriously. None of that shit is right for a four line person. Mm. A four line is like, this is who I am. This is how I talk. This is how I dress. And the more you own that people fall in love with you and want to connect with that authenticity. Uh, so does that resonate with you? That totally four line vibe. Yeah. And as we're diving deeper, I just want to also gain clarity. So we have the different types, but then there's so many different variations beneath those types, right? Exactly. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets really detailed. So it's like your type is like the most broad and then it's how you make decisions. That's like the next layer. Then it's your profile, which is like your personality kind of, and then it gets into your gifts and your life purpose even. Um, so, you know, your chart has such a good mixture and especially being a four, six between like heart versus head and being somebody who is really logical, can get shit done, can talk about really complex things in a grounded way. Um, and being really compassionate, really authentic, wanting to, um, you know, provide for people and you're sensitive to what people are needing spiritually and emotionally, and, um, even with their health. And you are really intuitive about when people are needing help with something. And so you have these two sides and being a four, six, it can feel like, well, on one hand, I feel this on the other hand, I feel that. And so like, I don't know, I'm just not going to make a decision right now. And there can be a lot of fence sitting. That's like, I'm just not going to get involved and we'll see first. And getting off the fence is always about using your authority. So being emotional authority, it's like really giving yourself time. And getting emotionally neutral, checking in where you are emotionally, because having an emotional, having emotional authority means you have an emotional wave, which means that you generate random emotions. And then you also have reactionary emotions like everyone else. So if you're on a high on your emotional wave, everything sounds great. If you're on a low, everything sounds awful. And neither of those are your truth. It's just knowing, okay, I'm having an emotional experience right now. Let me not make a decision in this space. Let me get emotionally neutral by giving myself time and checking in where I am emotionally. And then picture myself doing that thing. Will it make me happy? And if that is a yes, great. If that's like, eh, it could, that's a no. And that gets you off the fence. The four, six can feel like, well, I don't know. I'm stuck between these two things and really lean into your authority to get off the fence. But, um, what Dana was saying about, you know, being somebody who wants to connect in a real way, when people feel like I know you, that's when they want to work with you. So I love that you have a podcast because your voice looking at your chart, you have such a powerful voice. You're here to talk about, uh, beauty creations, um, be very creative. You're here to talk about your own experiences and you're here to teach and, um, really explain things in a way that people can understand them. Um, so I'm so like, love that you have a podcast, but 
it's so important as a four, six to like be the real you, like, this is who I am right now. This is how I'm showing up today. This is like things that I've struggled with things that I'm working on things that are hard. And when people can feel like they're just sitting in a room with you and they know you, that's when they want to work with you. And that's the same with Dana and I, we have a foreigner profile, we have a podcast and it's like, I share really vulnerable shit on there. I do not edit myself in any way. And so like, thousands of people reach out like, Oh my gosh, Shana, your dog, da, 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 like random shit about my life. And it's like, they know me mm-hmm. and that's really aligned for our energy. So it's kind of setting aside all the bullshit. That's like, you have to be professional and who's your target audience and you have to be strategic and da, 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 da. It's like, no, I'm here people to like, ask me all the time. They're like, shit. how do you plan your, I'm like, how do I plan my content? I wake up and I feel into it and whatever I, I feel like I'm struggling with that's what we're going to talk about. Yes. (laughs) And I feel like that really works for me, even just in life in general, not even in, in regards to work, but that's been a hard place to get to because what we were talking about before is, and, and also like the fear of rejection of gosh, if I show who I am, are people going to love me? you know, or are they going to say that I'm not enough? Or sometimes I get too like, you're too deep. And it's like, well, now I'm at the point now in my life where I'm like, okay, then you're not my people, you know, yeah. Yeah. either ride with me or you don't, you know, and it's, it's, but that was hard to get to. <laughs> yeah. And it is that feeling as a four, like sometimes we sound like freaking idiots on our podcast and it's like, people literally feel that feeling of like, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. So am I (laughs) like, I love that. I love that we can be idiots sometimes. And that's fine. Like that feeling of like camaraderie and like, um, just realness, humanness, that's really what is, uh, your energy thrives in. And if it's like professional, you should, you should all the things that's not very, um, real based. If that makes sense, it's Mm -hmm. more strategic based. That's not really aligned, but you do have a lot of logical energy in your chart too. Um, Mm -hmm. and you also have like wanting to find solutions, wanting to, uh, find practical things that actually help and actually make a difference. Um, so it's really beautiful looking at your chart and like after getting to talk to you and and just like feel your energy, but yeah, four sixes are chill and they're, they're awesome. Um, they're designed to change the perspectives of everyone that they're around and share their insight, share their like things that they're learning, teach all their friends and family, all the things that come up for them that are interesting. All of that's like right up your alley. I love that. And I'm curious too, I want to chat about your new book, but we'll, we'll get into that in one second. I do have, I'm going to selfishly ask one more question about myself. You know, I have a really hard time managing my energy. Like I go through spurts where I want, where I'm really in the mood to work and I instinctively and and very easily can get into the hustle mode where, and it feels really good. Mm -hmm. And I'll do that. It's like, I'm running a marathon and then I hit a wall and I'm like, I'm done. I can't do anymore. And I literally feel like a vegetable. I can't, I can't conjure up any brain power to answer even one single email. I just can't do it. And I'm like, is this, is this related to my human design? Am I not honoring the way my energy is working? Like help me out here, girl. Yeah. I love that you asked this question and Dana, like totally knows I'm ready to talk about this. Is this you guys? (laughs) No, no. It resonates, but also, so you have gate 60 in your chart. Um, and gate 60 is a really powerful energy. I have it as well. 
well. You have it as I think one of your mercury gates. Um, it's something you're here to talk about, um, hustle culture and all that stuff. So gate 60 is, um, this energy that's like an arrow. And when it's going forward, it's like shit's getting done. You have momentum. You're like making money. Progress is happening. Projects are popping off and it feels amazing. And the gift side of gate 60 is being able to overcome roadblocks and problem solve. And all of the gifts in the body graph have a inward expression, how you work with it an outward expression, how you give this and help other people with it, a low expression and a high, high expression. So the way that you work with this out of yourself with other people is helping them overcome roadblocks, their pain points, anything that they're stuck with and navigate a new way forward, um, have momentum, have board progress. And internally you feel amazing when that's happening in your own life. And then this energy that's like an arrow has to pull back. And that's where you hit a roadblock or a wall. And like, you feel like you're pushing a boulder uphill. Like nothing's happening. You don't know why. And the inclination, because it's part of this gift is to try to problem solve it and figure out a new way around it. And it just feels like you are pushing so hard and moving like an inch. It's depressing, honestly, too. I feel like really sad and I'm like, I'm just not inspired. And I'm like, I just don't know what to do. It's, it feels so bad. Yeah. I literally laughed out loud because me too. the next words I was going to say is that (laughs) it causes depression. Yes. I fully (laughs) like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my my life is meaningless. I'm not going to get up. It's crazy. Exactly. It literally feels like What's the point of anything? Mm. Like, did I make every wrong decision ever? Is this just not meant for me? Um, it feels depressing and it feels like, well, then like, what's the point of life? Right. And I'm like, what happened? What happened? Yeah. Like, and uh, when, when the arrow's moving forward, like it's unbelievable how much stuff I can get done in a day and it's all done very well. And mm. I'm like, it's amazing. And it's almost feels like zero effort. And then there yeah. is this sudden thing where I'm like, whoosh. I'm like, what happened? Arrow's trying to pull back. So it's totally makes sense. Not fighting the pullback because that creates friction in your energy and you can keep yourself there. And that's where you can be depressed for months, for years. Even you can keep yourself in this stuck place. So it's all about saying out loud to the universe, to yourself. I embrace exactly where I am today. I embrace that this sucks. I embrace that this is really uncomfortable. I accept that I don't have a way around this. And I wish that I did, um, saying all that out loud, that acceptance is literally written in human design. Acceptance creates transcendence. And when you have this acceptance, it allows this arrow to pull back and it shoots forward again, even faster. So it's about saying that I notice for myself that I feel this energy maybe every four to five weeks. Um, but of course I never recognize when it's coming because I'm like, going to problem solve my way around it and figure out how to keep it going. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, hold on. I embrace where I am. I hate this. Like I accept that I hate this, um, saying all that out loud. And then it can be just even two days and it's off to the races again. So it's working with your energy versus against it. Because when you work against your energy, you're creating friction. It's like swimming upstream or pushing a boulder uphill. And it's like, okay, I didn't make every wrong decision ever. This is just how my energy is designed to work is having these bursts of energy. And then these times where I embrace the pause, even so, just picturing the arrow being pulled back too, and like pick, I maybe hopefully the next time it happens, I can come back to that and remember like, no, no, no. 
we're gathering up our energy. We're gathering yes. up momentum. We're putting our suit on. We're getting ready to, you know, yeah. be launched forward again. But it's, I think sometimes in those moments when we don't have clarity and we're like, what happened? It can wig you out a little. Cause I'm like, this is not my normal state. I'm normally exactly. effortlessly creative and effortlessly. I wake up at the crack of dawn and start creating because I'm fascinated and excited by it, you know, but it's true. Like I will literally get up at four o'clock in the morning and start editing YouTube videos or whatever it is. Cause I cannot wait to start. Yeah. Yes. And then it's like, there's these other moments where all of a sudden I feel, I don't want to talk to anyone. I have nothing mm -hmm. to say. And I'm like, mm -hmm what's wrong with me? You know, yes. but knowing that this is a normal cycle of energy, you know yeah. what too, it's kind of crazy that we expect all of uh, um, everyone to be the same, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be just like everybody else. And we expect every single day to be the same. Exactly. Right. Our we energy have... levels to be the same. That's not, that's not, it's, it's not, not possible. And going back to this theme of like, um, seeing ourselves through looking at nature, nothing in totally. nature blooms all year long. The yeah. moon waxes and wanes. Everything happens in cycles. Anything that grows has to grow mature, has to die for it to regrow. Like that is how nature works. We are a part of nature. Of course, we are not designed to be consistent and linear all the time. Always. We are designed to be cyclical. Yeah. And the fact that we're programmed against that to think that something's wrong with us mm -hmm. when we have this natural cycle that's happening within us, you know, it's, and it's funny, like when those moments happen, we never, you know, ask these greater questions like, oh, am I connecting to a natural cycle of nature? We always just blame ourselves. We totally. always just doubt ourselves. We always say, okay, what did I do? Um, what did I do to deserve, deserve this? What did I do wrong? So yeah. I really, we were like smiling smiling so hard when you were talking about that energy, <laughs> because it's beautiful to see that you have this awareness about yourself and that you've observed that, like, and the fact that you see it then reflected in your chart is just a celebration of your awareness. And it's interesting things that we really genuinely think are our flaws. I put in quotes, once we see them with new eyes, with the eye of acceptance, we literally transform that that flaw into something that we can work with into something yeah. that we can accept. And also knowing that there is nothing in your design. That is a flaw. Literally every single thing in your design is perfect. Your soul chose your perfect design to help you do what you're here to do, be what you're here to be in this lifetime. And really trusting that is so important, but it takes a lot of courage to stand up and be like, it's a Tuesday and I'm not working because I don't have any motivation or energy to do it. Yeah. This is my natural state. This is who I am. This is what I feel. And standing up against those conditioning forces that are telling us that's not okay. Take some bravery and take some courage, but we are seeing it happen. Now is the time we are in the middle of a huge shift in the paradigm, in the energy, the collective energy of our humanity. And it's up to each individual to look at ourselves more deeply, to to cultivate this awareness and acceptance and self-love, and then to start to actually apply it and navigate life that way and really go on that individual journey. And I think that's important to talk about because I used to feel like I want to change the world, but the world's way too big and I'm just one mm -hmm. person and I'm not really sure what I can do totally. to actually help. And now I know if I can really focus on being my most true, authentic, loving self, 
that is the most transformational thing I can do for the world around me. And it's empowering. It's like, okay, this me is the one thing that I can look at. The one thing I can feel, the one thing I can control, um, is my yeah. acceptance over myself, my mindset. Yeah. It is empowering and it's self-affirming. And it's honestly also like, it's validating mm -hmm. to be like that's normal. That's okay. That you have yeah. these cycles and, and nothing's wrong, you know, and it, it can make you create less suffering for yourself. Right. Because we unintentionally create more suffering by wishing for things to be other than what they are. Right. But yeah, but we do that because we don't think that it should be this way, but it's like, no, this is who you are and it's okay. And the sooner you embrace it, the more you can use it as your superpower. You yeah. Know, harness that. Yeah. And with gate 60, it's like difficult because you're like, okay, yeah, everything has seasons, but like, I'm not trying to take three months of this arrow pulling back. I'm trying to take like two hours totally. because I want that forward progress. But yeah. then when you like embrace that, the arrows pulling back reframe, like, oh, the pullback is productive. And then it's all about, you know, when you're on Instagram or you're getting emails or whatever, and you're seeing all these other businesses, like sending out their newsletters and sending out all their shit. And they're like on it and they're making things happen and they're hustling and whatever. It feels like, oh my gosh, I should be doing that. Like, I can't believe that I'm in this. And once again, that's not acceptance. So it's like, okay, I embrace that I'm judging myself and that I'm comparing what, when I should be hustling and when I shouldn't. And I'm allowing this energy to pull back. Um, so it's all about self-love. It's all about awareness and it's not about being perfect. It's mm -hmm. not about, uh, you know, you're only going to reach your goals if you're perfect. It's yeah. not that at all. It's like having awareness and using, working with your energy versus against it, um, to get where you want to go. So yeah. it's complex. It's beautiful, but I'm so glad that you brought that up because that shit changed my life. And I'm, I'm still, it's my biggest practice is to notice this energy and work with it because it's not like I, now that I know it, I don't have a practice with it. I still yeah. do. And that's what it is. It's a practice. It's, it's an experiment and helping yourself along the way. Yeah. Where, where are you guys both located? Yeah. So we're both in Southern California. I'm like Santa Barbara and Dana's in Joshua tree. What about you? So that's where I that's where I was raised and grew up in South Orange County. And then I was in LA for 14 years. And the reason I bring that up is because six months ago, I moved randomly to New York city. Wow. <laughs> so I'm living in a place where there are seasons and, mm -hmm. you know, it's exciting for many different reasons, but for one, it's been helping me recognize the cycles of life. Yeah. Because as you know, in Southern California, especially where I was in West Hollywood for 14 years. And then before that in Laguna beach, there are no seasons. Yeah. Every day is the same. <laughs> and it was kind of, um, making me inadvertently like recreate each day in the same way versus embracing that. Like now I'm here in New York city and it's, I'm taking advantage of the arrow forward movement and we're, and we're pre-recording some episodes for January right now. But right now when we are shifting from fall into winter and I've never been somewhere where there are seasons like this, and it's so beautiful to witness the leaves changing colors and now they're dying and they're falling off the tree and the weather's changing. And I'm like, yeah, when we talk about these cycles, you know, it can be hard sometimes if your environment is 
the same 24 seven, 365 days a year. You know, we love California. I'm a California mm-hmm. girl, but it was kind of hard for me to connect that I am a part of nature and that nature goes through cycles. Does that yeah. make sense? Or is that weird? absolutely no, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's so beautiful to be able to look at the ways where thing, you know, we have all of this conditioning in these stories and these programs that become so real. We don't even realize that they're yeah. stories. We don't even realize. And when we connect with nature, like that's, what's real. When we connect with the patterns that exist all around us, that's, what's real. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of helps us more than anything else. Let go of the stuff. We are not let go of the bullshit we thought we had to carry. And I think that that's beautiful because we feel like if we're trying to be on this journey of self-improvement, it's like about trying to become something we've never been. And it's actually not that at all. It's letting go of the things that you never were and returning back to what's real, what that has always been there, remembering who you are. And I think that the more that we slow down and connect with life and feel the love that life has for us in every moment, like observing nature is the best way to feel that it just changes everything. And it it gets us off that hamster wheel and drops us into our bodies into, into our heart space on this beautiful planet that we live on. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Before I let you go, I want to know about your new book, which we're releasing this episode on the day that it comes out, which is so Mm. exciting. Share a little bit about what we can expect. I'm so excited. I will link it in the show notes as well for you guys listening. Yeah. So our book is called Your Human Design. You can get it anywhere you can get books, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, like literally anywhere, our website, daylunalife.com. And yeah, it's a guidebook that helps you really understand your conditioning, but also understand the practical daily tools to lean into your design. So leaning into your type and your strategy, what that really looks like, um, using your authority and to make big decisions, what that really looks like. It also gets into, you know, the different centers and how you might be empathetically picking up and amplifying things around you or, uh, how you are meant to be consistently conditioning other people around you. Um, it gets into affirmations for all of the different gifts that you have in your, your chart. So this is really a practical handbook of how to actually apply human design. And, um, yeah, it's just really helpful. It's also really beautiful. We have quizzes in there. We have, um, like recommendations for crystals and essential oils and meditations based on your chart. So, um, it's amazing. We love it. It's our baby. And we're so excited that it's out, I guess now as you're listening So exciting. and yeah, congratulations. That's just a big deal. Yeah, I know. It's been a you journey. You wrote a freaking book. Like <laughs> I know, which is crazy. I know. I'm like, we wrote a book, um, but we did. And it happened really. <laughs> we, did. we did it. It happened we really easily because we were using our freaking human design where yeah. a publisher randomly out of the blue emailed us and like a big publisher emailed us and said like, Hey, do you want to write a book on human design? And we're like, huh, that's and, an invitation, baby. And yeah. like three, <laughs> three weeks before that, a client was like, can you please write a book? And we're like, Oh, we never thought about that. And then three weeks later, a publisher reached out and we're like, I guess we're writing a book. <laughs> and yeah, it's been, it's been a really fun projector journey with this whole, this whole project. 
Amazing. Well, thank you guys so, so much for doing this with me today. I've put all your links down in the show notes. Is there anything else that you guys want to share with my community? Any Um, offerings or anything? Oh, any offerings? Uh, We have a lot of offerings. So actually on our website, you can kind of choose which way you want to dive in. For some people, they really love to listen and learn and kind of, so we have videos for people who like to learn in that style. We also have ritual kits, um, boxes that you can kind of connect in a more tangible way because there's a lot of people that really prefer to connect in that way. And human design is such a heady, complex thing. We're always looking for really beautiful, fun ways to simplify it, to ground it down and to help you kind of embody that journey of experimenting with your design. So you can check out all of that stuff on our website. Um, And I also just wanted to say that I love your energy so much, Shayla. You are so in alignment. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us on the show. It's been such a pleasure to get to connect with you and vibe with you. And I'm excited to just be connected now. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.